Mac Voices Holiday Gift Guide Number 4, Part 2, with Brittany Smith, Mike Schmitz, and Joe Kissel. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Rocket Money. Take full control of your subscriptions with Rocket Money at rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part two of the Mac Voices Holiday Gift Guide number four with Brittany Smith, Joe Kissel, and Mike Schmitz. Some surprises are in store, as always. Let's go back and let the panel do the picking. We are going to start off round number three with Brittany. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I live on Zoom. That's where I live. That's where I work on Zoom all the time. And uh, I can get some movement in, uh, as I said on the first one with my bicycle desk that I finally got. But sometimes I need a little something else. So I am recommending a seat cushion because it helps a lot with all of the sitting I have to do. Was that was that diplomatic enough, Chuck? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you have a particular <laughs> one in mind, Brittany? Or yes. Just in, yes. In, oh, okay. um, it's one of the purple ones, which are expensive, but there's one that's a little bit smaller. that's still pretty good and it costs less. And so that's my like more reasonable to lug around one. Sometimes I've even been known to take it on the train with me um, because those are not the best seats ever. And um, yeah, it's kind of nice. Hmm. Does the fact that it's purple make a difference? No, that's just the brand name. Oh, that's the brand purple name. Purple is immaterial. Oh. oh, okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Joe was all excited yeah. because he's he's a purple well, guy, so th- that's true. That's true. But also I'm thinking if if you have failed to buy my suggestion and you you need something soft to sit on because you landed on ice, <laughs> you know. We've got the synergy. No, yeah. when you put the cover on here, when you put the cover on, it's black uh-huh. <laughs> or gray. Uh-huh. So, yeah, is that? It's just purple on the inside. But yeah, but mm-hmm. if that's if that's the brand name, is that the same people that make the uh, the mattresses? Do you know? If there's a brand that's purple that makes mattresses, probably. Yeah, there is. Hmm. Okay. Probably. <laughs> I didn't. I'm not, now I'm going to anxious to look it up because I didn't know they made cushions. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what to say to that. Mike, help Brittany out of this. Uh, what's your round? <laughs> what's your round three pick? <clears throat> All right. Well, since you mentioned creativity and Brittany mentioned purple, uh, I'm going to recommend a purple book about creativity, (laughs) uh, which is the laws of creativity by Joey Caffone. I uh, saw you had, someone else had recommended a book already and I've got a podcast about books. So I felt like I had to have at least one on my list here. Joey Caffone is the founder of Baron Fig and a former designer. And uh, he wrote this book. It is published by Baron Fig. And it's, uh, a, in addition to being a really great book, it's got a whole bunch of real, like, like little niceties in the, the physical book itself. So there is a braided yellow bookmark that's attached to the book. Uh, each chapter, there are, there's 
37 different laws in this book. It's like 400 something pages, but they're all pretty short. And each chapter will have in the bottom part of the page, how many pages are left in the chapter. I'm pretty sure there's a digital version as well, but I'm going to recommend that you buy specifically the physical version of this book. And uh, what I love about this book is that it is specifically written for people like me who maybe aren't artistic and have trouble or have had trouble considering themselves creative. There's a couple different sections in this book talking about, first of all, the mindsets and then basically just building a practice, but it's uh, very approachable and it's a very encouraging book. I mean, creativity has been one of the themes at the Max Doc conference before, so you kind of know how I feel about that already, Chuck, because you were there. <laughs> But uh, I feel like this is very much in the same sort of vein. It's a very encouraging book. And really, he talks about how like everybody is born creative. We just kind of forget how to do it. He has some cool statistics in here that, according to research done by NASA, 98% of five-year-olds are certifiable creative geniuses. 98%. And then we lose that over the years and because we're afraid to put our work out there. We don't want anyone to tell us it's not very good. We compare ourselves to other people. So this book is all like speaking to those kind of things and kind of encouraging people to go make your art and uh, pick up your crayons and, and do what what's inside of you. Uh, and I think a lot of people just need a, a little bit of encouragement from uh, someone like Joey, who uh, has been through that himself. So great book and uh, highly recommend this one. Hmm. What did you say? 98%? 98%. Okay. Fall um, into the category of creative geniuses. Nice to know I have company in the other 2%. <laughs> See? Um, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even better. I, I just am going to point like out yeah. <laughs> the cognitive okay. scientist is being real good and not saying anything. Well, go ahead. Go throw, throw it in there. Oh no, I, it's it's sort of like how are you defining it, right? Like that's yep. the first thing you do in any study is is you operationally define your parameters. And so yeah, anyway, but I I do love creative science when it's done well. Yeah. <laughs> so it could be really interesting. This is well, not really a science book. I think that's the only statistic in the entire thing. It's really an encouragement oh. to go create. <laughs> And that may be all like a lot too. of us. Yeah, that may be all a lot of us need. It's just you know, I mean, even whether the statistic is legit or not, you know, even if it's even if it's half of that, it still means yep. that a lot of us are selling ourselves short. So, yeah, correct. Good. And Joey is a yeah. cool guy. Uh, David Sparks and I interviewed him for the Focus podcast not too long ago. He's got a really interesting story. Um, I guess the TLDR version of it is when he was five, he had a project in kindergarten where they had to cut out a worm and go put it on the board. And he cut his out and was going to go put it on the board and realized it was just like everybody else's and had a, a mild panic attack. Went back to his desk, was freaking out. What am I going to do? Looked at all the scraps. And then he added like a pair of headphones and a boom box and then went, put it on the board. And the teacher's like, I've never seen anything like that before. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I can I can trace my my personal. Um, well, never mind. That's another story. But I can I can trace my personal lack of uh, 
that lack of confidence in my creativity to one event that I will not reveal mm. here. See, you wow. need to read this book, and we got to break you out of that. Yeah, that's, no, that, there's not there's a lot of truth to it. There's a lot of truth to it. So, no, good pick. Thank you. <laughs> you just cost me money. <laughs> Joe, what do you got? Uh, speaking of books, I feel like I have to make some kind of segue, however tenuous. Um, so, uh, one of one of our esteemed authors, Glenn Fleischman, wrote a book called Take Control of Untangling Connections. And this is not, that's not the thing. That's not the thing I'm recommending. I might, of course, buy the book, buy, buy all of our books, of course, do that. But that's, that's just, that's just the, the, the transition here. So uh, Glenn was, was writing about the fact that, you know, we've all got all these devices all around us and they've got a million different flavors of USB and Thunderbolt and HDMI and da, 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 da. And we probably all have like a drawer full of cables and we're like, okay, now this one, this, this particular cable has, maybe it has like a USB-C connector on both ends, but that could mean anything. Like how fast will it charge a, a certain device or will it charge the device at all? How fast will it transfer data between devices? Can I use this to hook up to an 8K monitor? Can I use it to hook up to a, this thing or that thing? And am I going to get the, the power, the speed, the fruit, the throughput, whatever? And so one of the things that, that Glenn's book was trying to do was like to make sense of all these different standards and connectors and like you, you've got a cable, how can you tell? Will this, will this do what I need it to do? Well, one of his recommendations in his book is get yourself one or more uh, universal uh, cables. So what, what he means by universal is a cable that has a USB-C connector on both ends, but that is also certified for Thunderbolt 4. And because it's certified for Thunderbolt 4, it's therefore backwards compatible with all the other stuff. And you can be sure that it will deliver enough power and sync the right things and send all the data at the maximum rates and so forth. So uh, there are a number of companies that make these. Uh, Glenn happens to recommend Otherworld Computing's uh, cables because they're well-made and they're inexpensive. Uh, they have three varieties, 0.7 meters for 24 bucks, one meter for 34, bu 34 bucks, or two meters for 57. Now, if you need longer than two meters, got to go to Apple and pay them $159 for a three meter cable. So my advice is don't need a longer cable. Uh, be content with two meters. Make sure that, that your stuff is no farther apart than two meters. Otherwise, you just need to spend a, a large amount of money. But but like get get a couple of these cables and like put a sticker on them or something so you know, okay, this is the cable that works for everything. No matter what I have to connect, active, passive, low speed, high speed, da, 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 th this cable will get the job done. And, and now it might not get the job done next year when there are new standards, okay. But, but for now, for anything that you own today, uh, one of these cables will allow you to connect all the stuff you need to connect and make sure that it will charge or, or, or transmit or receive at, uh, at the maximum rate. And uh, that's, that's just a great thing to have one or more of in your, in your goodie drawer. I, I love that recommendation. I love that recommendation. And I know somebody out there is going to say, oh, my God, $24 for, you know, for a small cable like that. But at the end of the day, if you buy one that charges and another one that transfers and all, you're probably going to have 24 bucks invested automatically. 
So sure. you know, why not why not just do it right the first time? Can I add something? Please, please. Buy at least one and mark it. Because I bought at least one and I cannot tell you now which one it is. <laughs> yep, that's right. Yeah, put like <laughs> color on it with a marker or put a sticker or a label or something on it. Yeah. Colored make, electrical make sure you know tape. Yeah. Because you can't tell. You can't like you got a cable unless it's marked and, and, and a lot of them aren't. Or the mar- they are marked, but they're wrong. <laughs> unless unless they're marked, you don't know what standards it carries. So uh, yeah, you, you gotta you gotta make sure you make a note of that when you take the cable out of the package. Yeah, this yep. is one of the one of the great failures of the of the tech industry is allowing this to happen, uh, allowing the cables to get out there without some kind of markings on them that are standardized so that we all know exactly what we're dealing with. Markings would be good, actually, yeah. But I will take this over, it'll kind of work, but not as well, over, eh, this doesn't go in that hole any day. Yeah. 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 All right. Good one. Good one, Joe. Good one. Um, so I'm going to go a little more real world uh, for mine, and, and I'm going to do a book pick as well. Um, this is one of the, I think, one of the best books I've read, or because it was an audio book I listened to this year. Um, it was, it's called Sandworm, A New Era, Era of Cyber War and the Hunt for the Kremlin's Most Dangerous Hackers. Now, that sounds like a very provocative title, right? But it is really, really fascinating. Gets a little geeky in places, as you would expect. But the thing that to me was the most fascinating about it is that it, it's so applicable to what's going on in the world today between Russia and Ukraine, um, because you, you've come to realize that Ukraine was kind of a test ground for so much of the hacking that, that Russia is accused of um, and testing out so many different things that could eventually be used as weapons other places. And it's, I mean, it's part detective story, part thriller, part, history part you know whatever it's by andy greenberg who is a wired editor um and so i i just i can't recommend it highly enough because it if if you don't think you'd be into it maybe if you can give it a try with a sample chapter or something but i just found it completely engrossing and was was finding reasons to turn it on as an audiobook finding things i could do while i listened to the audiobook because i just i really wanted to absorb all of it um it it I mean, you, and I, I won't lie to you, it may disturb you and keep you up at night a little bit because of the things that could be done that so far, happily, we haven't seen successfully done to Ukraine or to anybody else. But it also is a bit of a wake up call so that you've, and for personal security and your, you know, your own stuff that you think nobody cares. Well, you should care because they aren't going to be necessarily targeting Brittany or Joe or Mike or me. But, you know, you could be just caught up as a target of opportunity. So pay attention to it. It's it's well worth your time. As the cognitive scientist, I don't have to target you. I just have to target people who share 80% of something in common with you. And it might get you. Yep. Yep. That's a real good point, Brittany. I mean, that's and that's something that I think a lot of us didn't. I know I, I frankly, I didn't appreciate it for a long time. You know, because I think who's going to care about what's, you know, about me or what's on my hard drive or whatever. And yeah, well, yeah, you don't know until it's gone. 
This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Rocket Money. Cancel unnecessary subscriptions today with Rocket Money at rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe for you it's an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. Or a magazine subscription that you're still paying for. Is that even a thing anymore? There's this great app that helps you track all of your expenses. And because of it, you will no longer waste money on subscriptions you don't even use. Subscriptions of any kind that you don't even use. You may have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Rocket Money shows all your subscriptions in one place and cancels what you don't want for you. Rocket Money can even help you find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out that you've been double-charged for some subscriptions. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Rocket Money for supporting this week's Mac Voices. All right, guys, that's three rounds. So this means that if you have multiple picks left, you have to pick your best one, uh, or at least the one you want to pick the most. So round four, Brittany, kick us off. So every year, until this year, uh, I had this great plan. I would order a whole bunch of USB-A to lightning cables and give them out as default gifts. So if I realized, crap, you know, this really wasn't good enough to give somebody, I'd throw one of those in and it was awesome. It's been my back because nobody's ever said, you know what? I have too many cables to charge my phone. Nobody's ever said that. And so that that was my default. And now it's like, okay, but but will it still be useful to you next year? And I can't go and do the USB-C thing, thing instead. So instead of going with the nobody can have too many watch chargers in too many places since that's unlikely to change next year and there's a watch battery so you can carry a battery around and if your watch is getting low and you didn't see that coming, you can charge it on the go and it also has a little lightning cable in case you need it. If it's like the one I used to have, it may not last forever, but that's probably why they don't sell the one I originally bought um, anymore. But this one seems to be holding up so far. And so, yeah, it's a little watch charger battery. So you can charge your watch wherever you are. Hmm. I like that idea, Brittany, because I th- my watch doesn't always burn down. But once in a while it does, it, and it always happens at the least convenient time. My parents both have watches, and they always manage to go on vacation without watch chargers. I don't understand it. And so me having an extra battery plus the one I brought charged into the wall has saved them many times when we were on vacation together. Good. Well, now they, you don't have to worry about them when you're not there. Right. <laughs> Mike, what's your last pick? All right. So we like to play a lot of board games. When COVID hit, we started playing a board game every single night as a family. Fast forward a couple of years, we now have hundreds of board games and a board game table, actually, which doubles as our dining room table. But I'm going to recommend our current favorite board game, which is a game called Root. And 
This is it's described in some places as the cutest little war game you'll ever see. It's a uh, asymmetric war game. When I say war game, I'm you know like uh, risk where you roll the dice, you know. But in that one, everybody has the same armies. Well, these have four different factions basically. There's the Marquis de Cat, which plays a certain way, and then there's the Irie, which are like a a bird race, and they play a different way. There's the Woodland Alliance, and then uh, there's the Vagabond. So they're all they all have different gameplay mechanics. And what's really cool about this is that it doesn't take very long to learn how to play any one of them. The whole game takes, I think on the website, it says 60 to 90 minutes where you, you play it with three to four people. Typically, there's a bunch of expansions that can extend it. But even if you just have this base game, you can play it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. A lot of people that I know who are really into board games, they get bored. Uh, they, they lose interest in, in certain games because once you figure out the mechanics there's usually like a specific strategy that always works. And then everyone just tries to do that strategy and it kind of loses some of the fun. But because these are all different and because they're so well balanced, you can play this that is basically has infinite replayability. Um, and everybody that I know that I've recommended this to, even if they're not super board game nerds like we are, they really enjoy this one and they say the same thing. They just keep playing it over and over and over again. It never gets old. So... This is uh, not that complicated. Um, there's a website called Board Game Geek that has like a list of all of the, the top board games. And some of those are the ones that, you know, they take 12 hours to play, right? My son is really into those types of games. That's too intense for me. But this is one that like he really likes. And even some of the younger kids in our family, they understand it. Like our 10-year-old can, can play this game. Um, and it's just, it's a ton of fun. And it's the kind of thing that you could play with just about anybody who's willing to take an hour to learn how to play it. There's also, I should mention, um, there are uh, digital adaptations of this, which are really well done. So you can download the, the iOS version for, I don't know, 10 bucks or something, which uh, that is kind of a, a tip, by the way, if you're really into to board games. Like my, my kids love these games. They, they'll get these games and they'll learn them and they'll hit this. I, I can't keep up with it. Downloading the digital version and going through the tutorials is actually a really quick way to learn how to play some of these games. So if your favorite board game has a digital version, download it, go through it. Uh, I find that a really effective way to, to learn how to play the physical game itself. I like it. So you can keep up with your kids by, by going digital. Exactly. <laughs> On an analog game. That's, that's an interesting concept. Okay. I don't think we've had a board game pick this year. I'm not even sure we had a board game pick last year, come to think of it. Hmm. Well, this is the one. I'm telling this you. Is this, is, okay. this is a good one. Okay, good. Thank you. Joe, you get uh, the the last. Well, I get the last pick, but you get the last pick of the panel uh, this time right. around. What do you got? So, speaking of things, uh, the the other day I needed to find the thing, as as one sometimes does. So, of course, I uh, I pulled up my iPhone and I opened up the Find My app, which is where I go to find things, 
and it said, hey, uh, you know all those air tags you bought like a little over a year ago? Yeah, all their batteries are dead. Uh, okay, so, all right. So, you know, got, got our air tags and um, same, same day or within a day or so, uh, my garage door opener decided it, it didn't want to open the garage door anymore. Turns out that the garage door opener and the air tags use exactly the same battery. I'm like, hey, I'm smart. I plan ahead. I've got some of those. I've got the like cheapo generic brand of the CR2032 battery that I purchased however long ago from Amazon. I got like a whole blister pack. Take one out, pop it in. You got a low battery. Take that out, pop in the next one. You got a low battery. All right. So I, I went and got myself some more CR2032 batteries. And and I got I got Energizer. Like I the, the, the important thing to me was like to get a name brand, like to get, you know, you can get Duracell or Panasonic or Maxell or whatever, but like get a real battery brand, not like some random we don't know from China that comes from Amazon and is cheap, but will it have any power when it gets to you? Who knows? So if you have devices that use this battery, and that of course includes AirTags, it includes my garage door opener, but it includes like a lot of other things, like my, 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 my car uh, key fob uses the same size, and like a lot of, a lot of thing, a lot of small things that you keep in your pocket that transmit small amounts of data use this kind of battery. So go get yourself or your loved ones uh, <laughs> a whole bunch of these. Get get more than four, because you can see, like I just bought this the other day and three of these are already in, in devices and I'm just waiting. Like any time now, I'm gonna need to put in the fourth one. Uh, the, the place I lived before, uh, all of the, like we had an alarm system and all, all the all the wireless sensors all around the house all use this kind of battery. So you, you might have a lot of things around you that need this. Go get a lot of them, get like 10 or 15 or 20 and make sure they're a reputable brand and manufactured within, you know, recent months and uh, your, your loved ones with electronic devices that are about to have their batteries die well, thank you. I can't believe you picked this, Joe, because I I had that experience. And Jeff Gammon educated me to it about three days before it happened to me, that I ordered some cheap batteries off Amazon. And not only did I have some power issues, but I also found that in spite of you know having the right number and all, they didn't fit the device I was trying to put them in. And yeah. so sent them right back. Um, you know, it... It bugs me a little bit to, to pay the, the premium for the name brands, but on the other hand, you're getting what you pay for. So that's right. You know. do, do, you, do you want to save a little bit of money or do you want the thing to actually work? I want the yeah. thing to actually work. Yeah. I, 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 as a side note, though, I'm curious did you have any issues getting the air tags open to change the battery? No. Um, to, so I have, I was just fiddling with this. So I have this little like uh, keychain holder on it and getting that off was actually more challenging to me than getting the AirTag open. And of course, now that I'm trying to do this while I'm like, I was just gonna show you, well, this is how you do it. And it's like, now I gotta pull, now see, now I gotta pull my Swiss Army knife out of my pocket <laughs> so that I can open up the the little little case and get my AirTag out. But, ha okay, so, so having done that, all I do is I just like press and turn and, and that's it. it. It opens up, the battery is there, you 
popping in and it'll beep at you slightly to say, yeah, battery's in and then turn it. Yeah, it's super easy. Great. Okay, good. Because I've seen some things online about people were having issues with it. Maybe they just didn't know how to open it properly. So, I have not bought AirTags because I figured that replacing the batteries would be a pain. They should have that video on the Apple website. <laughs> Joe, we'll, we'll license your video for you. How's that? <laughs> Well, I'm going to wrap uh, wrap up this gift guide with something that if I'm home, I use this every single night. Um, it is an Anchor wireless charging stand. It's called the PowerWave 2-in-1 Magnetic Stand. It is not MagSafe, but it might as well be because the magnet in it is so strong. Um, it has two charging areas, one for your iPhone and one for uh, your uh, you won't do the watch, but it will do if you have the wireless charging case for your AirPods. But what I love about it is that it, it, the magnet is so strong, it will suspend the phone either in portrait or landscape. And on my nightstand, it's at exactly the right height so that I can put a clock app up on it. And if I roll over in bed, I'm staring right at it at exactly the right height to see what time it is, which means I usually should go back to sleep. Um, it, you know, it's not as fast or as powerful as a MagSafe charger, but on the other hand, I'm asleep, so I don't really care how fast it's charging because in the morning I'm going to wake up <clears throat> and it's going to be completely charged. Um, it is right now; it's my favorite wireless charging stand. I have not found one that I like as well as this. So maybe Anchor will come out with something MagSafe that does do the trick for me. But for right now, this is the one that gets used every single night. Uh, there is one note with it. It does come with a USB-C cable, but it is not, does not come with the little power block. So you probably have five dozen of those sitting around your house. Just be sure that you have one that you can plug this into, um, or you will need to order one along with it. Um, and that makes it just a little more expensive, but I, I think the odds are pretty good that you probably have one of those power blocks. Guys, thank you. That was that was four rounds Um of great product picks, some that I obviously did not see coming, and that's the beauty of these panels. So uh, we're going to go around, let folks know where they can find you, and then we'll get out of here. So, Britt, thank you so much for uh, for being here. Um, I'm going to check out your purple cushion. Uh, where can folks find you? <laughs> Thanks for having me, Chuck. Um, you can find me if you're looking for the professional stuff I do. It's Conquer.Consulting. The uh, tech videos I've been putting out are at, uh, on, my handle is ADD Liberator on YouTube. And most of my tech tweets when I get around to doing them are also ADD Liberator. Great. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. You too. Mike, because of you, I'll probably be drinking more water. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was that was an implied thank you. So yeah, that's appropriate. <laughs> Where can folks connect with you? I've uh, got a couple of podcasts. Relay.fm slash focused is the productivity podcast I do with David Sparks. Bookworm.fm is the book review podcast I do with Joe Bielig. I am underscore Mike Schmitz on Twitter, and everything else can be found at MikeSchmitz.com. Great. 
Thank you so much, Mike. Good to see you. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy holidays <laughs> to you. happy happy holidays to you and the family. Jeez, I don't know. Thank you. You too. <laughs> As we record this, folks, it's been a very very long day. <laughs> Joe, thanks to you, I hope not to need Brittany's purple cushion um, to sit on. So, thank you for the uh, for the ice trekkers. Uh, sure. What's the best place for folks to connect with you? Well, uh, you should come to Saskatoon and start walking up and down the streets. And as long as your feet are properly protected uh, and we're both upright, you will probably run into me at some point. Uh, or, or you could go online to takecontrolbooks.com where you can see some books that I've written and a lot of books that other people have written. Uh, you know, for, for the moment, at least, I'm on Twitter, uh, at, at Joe Kissel. I like hardly ever tweet, honestly, and I don't know if I'm going to continue being on Twitter, but uh, for now, you can find me there. And, and basically, if, if you have ever used Google or some similar search engine, uh, it, it's really, really easy to find out how to contact me. You can, like, send me email or call me on the phone or send me a letter in the mail. You can do any of those things. Uh, I am not, I'm not difficult to find. I've been on the internet for a long time. Wow. It's even, it's brave of you to even mention your phone number. I mean, that's wow. <laughs> Happens on a, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not my home number. You understand it's, oh. <clears throat> it's a business number, but uh, people do occasionally call it. Okay. All right. That's, that seems kind of quaint. Actually. I like it. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much, Joe. Great to see you. Thank you. Folks, we're doing these gift guides all holiday season long, um, so keep watching because you just never know what our panels will pick. And again, a quick reminder that the master list is in on the Mac Voices website. Um, all Everything that this panel picked is in the show notes to this edition. And if you check on Flipboard for Mac Voices Holiday Gift Guide 2022, you will find the Flipboard version of all the picks. Until the next time, I'm Chuck Joyner. As always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.